So you've called them once, you've called them a hundred times. When do you give up when it comes to recruiting? Hey guys, welcome to the Brokerpreneur Podcast. I am Dr. Ben Spears, the, I'm the ambassador of flow, <laughs> and I am here with the big guy as usual, Matt Vi. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Benny. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I got my purple shirt on. And you know you know what else? What's that? Last night, I, 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 I cultured my kids a little bit. Uh-oh. Right? <laughs> like, a lot of people know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from You the guys map. need to pull over, right? If you're driving, if you're on the elliptical, go ahead and step off because if he, if he cultured his kids, you know it's coming. Here yeah, so, so, so here's the thing, guys. Everybody knows, you know, I'm, well, not everybody, but most people know by the way I talk anyway. I'm from the mountains of eastern Kentucky, right? It's just like there's no, there's no better place, right? No better people, you know, to each their own, to each their own. And we get in the car, and I was like listening to bluegrass music mm-hmm. uh, before we got in the car. Before they got in the car, and my 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 um, my car just the Bluetooth picked it up. Right. And they were like, "What's that?" Right. And I was like, "Well, let me tell you a little story." Right. <laughs> my name's Jim. Yeah, my name's Jim. <laughs> so I was listening to some 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 of this, and uh, and you know we got to talk about hillbillies and that kind of thing. And I said, "Well, you know, there's a show." And, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily do all our people justice, <laughs> but, you know, cement ponds and all that kind of stuff. There's a show called Beverly Hillbillies, and I was telling them about that. Like, well, I want to watch an episode. So we watched the first episode and then 10 minutes of the second episode, and then it was like bedtime. Right. Last night of the Beverly Hillbillies. The original? The original. Yeah. Black and white. Yeah. We, yeah, that, that's kind of family we are, guys. Like, we go straight back to, to the OG. <laughs> and, uh, and it was just, it was just as funny. It was just as funny now, oh yeah, as it was back then. I want to share one little uh, thing from the second episode that I thought was, was extremely funny. It's not going to be as funny because you know it's Jethro, right? But uh, they go in, you know, they go in their new big house. It's the first time they've ever been there, and uh, you know Jethro goes upstairs and he says, "Uncle Jed, you know, there's a whole nother house up here." <laughs> Uncle Jed says. Jethro, come down from there. Somebody else might own that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, this is genius. This is comedic genius. Absolutely. And uh, and it's just, you know, guys, go check it out. I mean, you haven't watched Beverly Hillbillies. Like, you know, it's 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 like uh, me, but way better. (laughs) <laughs> there, there was a so we so and I promise we'll get to the podcast. We got a great one in just a minute, but hold on. Oh, probably last night at the. So I'm a, I'm I watch a lot of YouTube, right? You know you know that. Oh yeah, I'm of course. City, right. So uh, I I just love the small clippy meme things, right? Yes. Not too much. Don't sit there and stagnate on on something, right? And uh and uh, uh so WKRP in Cincinnati comes yep. up. What a great show. Oh my gosh, so good. So funny, so well acted. I mean, just another show just like that that was just extremely well written, just funny the entire time. Yep. You know, you can flip through, you know, not that we're, we have a, 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 a glut, so much extra entertainment now with all the different oh, places, yeah. right? All the streaming and all that kind of stuff and everything. But I can't tell you how many times my wife and I, will watch five or 10 or 15 minutes of something and just go, Oh my gosh, I can't watch another second of this. I mean, yes. it is just, 
horrible, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you and me both. I'll, I'll give everything a shot. Yeah. But it's like, no, you had your shot. <laughs> but, man, I, I, I watched like, you know, 45 seconds or a minute of WKRP in Cincinnati. And I'm somebody that overanalyzes this. Okay, I promise we'll get to the podcast in just a second. So, but I'm thinking to myself, okay, is this because this is nostalgic to me, right? Is this because as a kid yeah. I listened to it? Is it because of, you know, and, and I'm listening to the jokes. And, yeah. the, and the jokes are intelligent. Like, okay, Three's Company. I wasn't a big Three's Company's fan. Right. Okay. And, and the reason why the girls are beautiful, right? Come and I got do. That's right. All of that's, all of that's great. But it was too slapstick and there was, there was too much of a, you know, a miscommunication, which I freaking hate. A miscommunication <laughs> was the problem that caused 90% of the, this <laughs> yes, show, right? Yes, sure. I just, I just hate that, right? Yeah. I, I, I hate show. I shouldn't say hate, but you know, that that's just not shows that I like. And, uh, but WKRP in Cincinnati, I mean, not that there wasn't some conflict in the day, but it was just like almost Rodney Dangerfield of a sitcom. You know, it was one after the other that's just funny and they're building on one. And if you paid attention to the first five minutes, they're joking about it 10 and 15 and 28 minutes yep. into the show. I mean, it was just all just funny. Absolutely. It was so smart. It's just smart. It was. And it's so well written. And then you go back and look at it and I'm like, man, if I could just have, you know, back then, if I would have binge watched it, what would that have done to, to my life? Right. I mean, that's, <laughs> right. I mean, because, you know, now you can watch a season in a weekend. Yeah. They, right? The season comes out. Yeah. And, uh, and, but, but then it, that wasn't, the, that wasn't the case. And I don't mm -hmm. know which one was better. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, I love being able to go from one episode of, of Yellowstone to the next. Uh, but, but the, uh, but I don't know what I would have, I don't know if I would have loved WKRP in Cincinnati as much if I could, if, if there wouldn't have been that anticipation in between them. Yeah. I, I can, I can answer that question. Okay. No, you would not have loved it as much. Yeah. And maybe not. Right. You know, maybe we got, we got different, uh, you know, opinions maybe. But my wife, and again, we'll get to the podcast in a second. This one's going to be 10 seconds. My wife loves to show the middle. First few episodes of the middle, I watched. I'm like, man, that's hilarious. Uh -huh. And we go and we keep watching that kind of thing. It's like, you know, every night watch an episode or something like that. She keeps busting up laughing, right? It's like, you know, she just thinks it's just a hilarious show. I, I very quickly was like, I don't do without I'm done, it. I'm yeah. done right? right? You know, something like Yellowstone. Yeah. Right. That has like some depth and some context to it. Right. Yeah. Like I got to watch, I got to watch it till yep. then. I, yeah, I can't go to bed till I say the next thing. Right. But something like, a, like maybe not with WKRP um, or uh, Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> right. It's just that, you know, you're not really waiting until the next episode. Right. Right. There's nothing that kind of draws. It's just like it starts, it ends. You had a laugh in between. And sometimes, you know, believe it or not, I don't really uh, feel like just watching something funny all the time. Right. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, want some depth, like you said. Yep. So, Matt, what are we talking about today besides, you know, television? We're talking about giving up. Giving up. Just giving up. I don't even know if we did. Did we throw, do the intro already? Did, throw, did, no, I haven't even done the intro yet. <laughs> Holy crap. Throwing in the towel. <laughs> Throwing in the towel. Guys, I am so sorry. I hate podcasts where there's like 96 minutes in the in the beginning. It was crap. six. It was six. I freaking hate when somebody does that and they just talk about nothing but except what i tuned in for i apologize i'd ask ben to clip it we know he's not going to clip it hey, you're still doing it <laughs> no, I'm what we talking about 
So, uh, so when do you give up, right? How many contacts or too many contacts? Yeah. Awesome. Wherever you're listening to this guys, make sure that that follow button, that subscribe button, um, go to brokerpreneur podcast and uh, sign up for our weekly newsletter. We just, you know, we want to pack as much recruiting love, um, into your brains as possible in between the podcast. That just gives you something else that you can take a look at and, uh, connect with agents in your market. And, uh, and, and, you know, connect with the agents that you already have to make sure that they don't um, get recruited by somebody else. So, Matt. Yep. You make 10 calls. You make 100 calls. When do you give up, man? Yeah, so. Do you uh, give up? Maybe what I should do is to talk a little bit faster in this is time. This and Jimmy this v? Might, the reason this why I talk a little bit faster this time so we get through. <laughs> think of it that yeah, first like six minutes. Machines, for <laughs> <laughs> don't adjust your dial. Oh. Yeah, so uh, we get this question a decent amount, right? How many times is too much, yep. right? Uh, you know, how many times do I send value before I have this conversation? How many times, do, right? All of that kind of stuff. So we we get that question. Uh, we get that question a decent amount. So here's the uh, here's what I would think would the the answer. Here's where I think the answer begins. Okay. Okay. The answer the answer really begins when when what is it that you're having conversations with them about? Okay. okay? So it's completely different if you're just calling them and leaving a message. Hey, this is Matt. You know, I'd love to sit down and talk to you about, you know, joining my brokerage. I think that's a completely different number than if you, than if you say, Hey Ben, you know, thanks for doing a transaction with us. I really appreciate it as a thank you. You know, I wanted to send you some information that I came across. that was really helpful to my agents. I hope it helps with your business too. Yeah. I think that's two completely different conversations. One of those, one of those man, how many, how many times can you say that as many times you can freaking say it? Yeah. The other one, how many times can you say it? Well, four or five might be enough. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. I mean, and that's, and that's when you start to look at, um, not necessarily how often you're following up, but the reasons why you're following up. Right. Right. And what you're following up with. Yes, exactly. Right. So, so it's not just, uh, the, the number it's, it's the, the, why are you following up? Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and so there's a, you know, we mentioned this, uh, I, I think I was, I think I was outside on a, on a walk on a Saturday morning and, and there was a, uh, you know, I, I gotten a couple of texts from a couple of different people that, that we work with and, you know, they were having some success with something and they were both kind of saying the same thing. Right. So I yeah. was like, Hey, we gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta put this out there. When, when one thing happens, I'll write it down and remember it for later. When two things happen on a Saturday, it's time to go ahead and tell somebody. Right. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, what it was basically about is, you know, talking, uh, you know, talking with people instead of talking to them. Okay. Okay. So if I'm calling you and I'm trying to talk to you about my company. Okay. Okay. You get tired of that really quick. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's like a, that's like a comedy every night. Right. That's exactly right. If, if, oh, uh, if I'm, but if I'm talking with you, if I have a, if I have a good reason to be talking with you, then it's just two friends catching up about mm-hmm. something. Right. And, and I think, you know, part of a, part of what happens with a, with a lot of people is, is they believe that if they, uh, if they, if they connect with people on a regular basis, if they have conversations with people on a regular basis and they're not asking them to, to come to work for them, then they get put in the friend zone. Yeah. Okay. They, they kind of get, okay. And, and it's actually the opposite that is true. Okay. If you have intention with being supportive, what you're doing is you're, you're occupying space in their, in their head. Okay about 
about who you are and what you are when the time comes that they want to make a, a transition. Yeah. But if you're talking with them, you're going to hear things in the conversation, especially if you know how to have intentional conversations. You're going to hear things in the conversation that are going to allow you to dig in a little deeper to what it is that's really going on with them, which means you now start to get, in, get getting to apply your uh, solutions to what might be their real estate problems. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so let me give you, let me give you a very specific example of this. Okay. Yeah, to, sure to try to make, to try to make heads or tails of this. So if, if you're having a conversation with someone, how did the conversation start? Yeah. Okay. Did it, did an agent in your office go, Hey, you need to call so-and-so. Oh, if that's the case, then your follow-up needs to be centered around that. Okay, you're not going to say, well, so-and-so, you're not going to call them 38 times ago. Well, you know, Betty Sue, Jimmy Bob said, you know, we needed to talk and then hang up and the next time call and say, the, and say the same exact thing. If, if, if one person said, hey, this person might be a good fit for the, for the office, then the things that you're sending them are based on what? Culture. Yeah. Right. It's based on that, 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 that common bond that you have. Okay. So, so if, if you're an agent in my office and you come to me and say, Hey Matt, I just did a transaction with Betty Sue. She was fantastic. You know, we had that we had a a real connection. I think she'd be a, a really good fit for the office culturally. Right. Yeah. We have that conversation. Now, when I reach out to her, I'm not just reaching out to her to say, hey, you know, I am going to say, you know, Ben said that you were a great fit. You know, let's talk about it. Right. Absolutely. That's going to come up in the conversation. But but whenever I reach out to her, I'm also going to talk to her about other things that have to do with that culture. Right. Yeah. I'm going to see on social media that she's working at the soup kitchen. We just mentioned the soup kitchen in a different in a different podcast. Right. So um, we're going to see that she works at a soup kitchen. We're going to say, hey, notice that you worked at a soup kitchen. We also uh, work at this food pantry. You know, if there's anything that you need over there, anything that I can help out with over here, you know, just let me know. And if, and if you know, we get, if things get tight over here, I'd love to be able to call on you as maybe somebody that could come in and help us out. What do you think of that? Right? Yeah. That's because you told me she would be a good cultural fit. Hey guys, this podcast is powered by Prospect Boomerang. We all know broker owners struggle with profitability. Prospect Boomerang compounds your profits by recruiting the best agents to your brokerage. For consistent growth, visit prospectboomerang.com. That's part of my reason for, for connecting with, with her. Yeah. Okay. So how many of those type of connections do you need? If you have more of those type of connections, you actually need less connections. Yeah. That's why I said it's the opposite. Right. And so people think that, you know, I'm going to call them. I'm going to ask them if they want to sit down, if they want to, if they want to sit down, great. If they don't want to sit down to hell with them, I'll call them again later. Right. Right. And, and, and then they move on to the next person, the next person, next person, next person, next person. Right. Instead of going, okay, why is it that I'm calling and connecting with this person? Is there something of value that I can add to what's, to what's going on with this person in their life? How do I make things better with them? And what do we have in common that we might be able to talk more about? As soon as I can figure that out, I just want to have those conversations because now I'm talking with them instead of to them. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, now if you have those things and you have those in place and, you know, you know, you know how you're going to connect and why you're going to connect. I would think that it's, you know, it's going to be different based on every single person, right? Somebody's going to like WKRP. Somebody's going to like Beverly Hillbilly. Somebody's going to like Yellowstone. Right. That's so important. Why? uh, uh, So important. Why? You know, it's so important. That's the reason why it is so important to track each person that you're talking to. If I could learn how to talk, 
each person that you're talking to and say, okay, this is, this is what, this is what they need. This is what they want. And this is, this is essentially the, the foundation of the relationship that I have with them. Right. Right. Like I'm going to talk to, um, Tammy, right. Uh-huh. Your wife, I'm going to talk to Tammy way different than I'm going to talk to you because it's like, there's two totally different foundations, Completely. you know, to, yep. to both of those relationships. But if I call Tammy all the time, I'm like, hey, Tammy, let's just talk about, you know, TPS reports and right. all that kind of stuff and just like work, work, work. And I don't bring up, you know, manatees. Right. Man, like I've, I've lost her. Right. You know, there, there goes my recruit. There goes my friend. That's and right. same thing with you. If I call you and I'm like, hey, dude, manatees, let's talk about manatees <laughs> all the time. And you're like. Man, uh, ben, I gotta go. I block, <laughs> block. <laughs> That's just another time that caller ID would be working against you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's that's a great example. Of it is why why that why those types of connections are so so important to track. Yeah, so uh, that that's a, a spot on example. You so you have to know where the where the relationship began. Yep. Okay, that's going to give you a foundation of where to go from there. But you have to be dynamic in that conversation. Yeah. You have to build on that conversation. It's not a static conversation, right? So if I call you and I say, and, and uh, or let's just say, let's go back to the Betty Sue example, right? You told me about Betty Sue. And you say, hey, Betty Sue would, would fit, you know, great culture with us and everything. I call Betty Sue up and, and you know, we have a, we have a good conversation because I'm talking with her. And... And she mentioned something that is that is about her business, and I say, "Oh, well, great. We got a sphere of influence challenge coming up. Let me send you some information on on that." And she doesn't respond to it. She doesn't care, right? She doesn't. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to call her up 96 times just because that's where it started, and say, "Hey, what about the sphere of influence challenge? What about the sphere of influence challenge? What about the sphere of influence challenge?" What I'm going to do instead is I'm going to try to find out something else in the conversation that we're going to talk about. Yes. Right. And so that's where talking with people comes into play. You know, if you if you're calling up and and let me let me define the difference between talking with and to them. Right. Talking to them means that you have some deadpan script you're calling up and that's what you're going to say whenever you have that conversation with them. And you're going to trick them into talking to you because, you know, you're going to say, well, you know, I noticed your business was up this much year over year. You know, can we sit down and talk about how I might be able to help with this or that or whatever. Right. That's making the assumption they want more business. Yeah. Okay. That's making the assumption they're not exhausted that day from how hard they've worked. And the last thing they want to hear is somebody saying, Hey, you should be doing more. Yeah. Right. Or they just had someone, you know, just went through a rough time with, with a sickness or something and their business is down and you're like, Hey, I looked and I noticed your business was down. I really, and they're thinking, screw you, man. Right. Yep. Because we're talking to them because we called up with what we thought our conversation was going to be. Yeah. There have been, I, I don't even know how many relationships that could have been great partnership relationships in real estate between brokerages and agents that have been ruined because that initial contact was talking to someone instead of with someone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I saw, I saw a meme the other day, you know, in regards to like uh, Robin Williams and I don't know who did the quote and whoever, whoever said it, I apologize. You deserve credit, but it essentially said everyone is fighting uh, their own battle. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, essentially, you know, we, ju- we just don't know, you know, right. We all don't know it. Right. That kind of thing. I butcher the quote. I butcher quotes all the time, but, uh, but that's, but that's, but that's very much in context to this. Absolutely. Of, yeah. Like, you know, everybody's, everybody's different. Everybody's got their thing. It is your job. If you want to be a killer recruiter to just make sure that you find out what that thing is and track and, uh, it. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Track it, connect with it. If you can, don't be fake. Right. And, 
you know, and, and if, man, if you guys are the best fit for each other, then it's going to, it's going to happen. Right. Right. And then how many times do you contact them? Yeah. Right. So we can't, we can't get, we can't wrap up this podcast without, without talking about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's four. All right, guys, if you listen to this. <laughs> so depending on the phase of the business that they're in and depending on what conversation, both of those things matter. Yep. Okay. Oh, uh, is going to make all the difference of how much follow up you, how much follow up you do. Okay. Yeah. If you're, if you're having value based conversations and it's more than 11 times that you've talked, you're in that friend zone that we mentioned before, and you're probably not getting out of it. So you drop the frequency, keep the quality and just stay connected with them and spend yeah. your time somewhere else. Gotcha. Okay. So after a, after 11 quality connections, mm-hmm. absolutely. You should have a direction in the relationship. Yeah. What do you call quality connection? Just because I want to know. Talking with someone. Okay. Perfect. Not, not talking to someone. So not, yeah. And, and not a voicemail and not a text. Right. That That's kind of exactly stuff. right. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. 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 It might take you 32 times to of, get 11. Of, right. To get that, to get that 11. But, but after 11, you know, you, at that point, go ahead and, and, you know, you should, you should, so it shouldn't take that many, but 11 is a good point where you're never going to wonder later. And 11 is also a point where you've created an impression in their head. So you're renting time in their head at that point. Yeah. If you've had 11 conversations with them and you've been really focused on talking with them instead of to them, and then you drop back to every six months connecting with them because you've, you've put your time and effort somewhere, somewhere else. Okay. You're going to stay in their space in their head and you're going to be an option when the time comes for them to transition. If you've had, if you've had quality conversations. Yeah. Completely agree. They just might not be in that place yet. Yep. Well, guys, you know, an action item is coming right your way. But before we do that, this is my portion of the podcast where I like to say, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, any of those platforms, hit that follow button. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and that bell right beside of it. You will get notified every time we drop a new episode. Mm -hmm. Please go to Prospect Boomerang. I'm trying to be very formal. I see that. (laughs) Please go to Prospect Boomerang. Dot com and check out all the amazing things that Matt and I have uh, to help you guys grow your brokerage no matter what phase or stage of the business you are in. Matt, yep. hit us with an action item. Yep. I'm going to hit you with an action item and an example. Whoa. That, an example. Two black eyes. That's right. That, that <laughs> happened today. I'm going to okay. give you, I, I love giving the real life, right? That's sick. I love it. Yep. So, uh, so think about this for just a second. Let's say that you gave someone a gift. Right. Let's say that I gave you, I know you love watches, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say that I come across a watch and I'm like, man, this is a very unique watch. And I give Ben that, that, that watch. Right. So I, you know, uh, I mail it to him, he gets it. And then like the next day or two days later, you know, I bump into Ben and I see him and I don't bring up the watch Mm -hmm. and, and you don't bring up the watch. What a jerk. (laughs) Would that be awkward? My bad, dude. <laughs> Would that be awkward? Yeah, that'd be a little awkward. Okay. That's what happens a lot of times whenever we're recruiting, if we're just recruiting by the numbers and not paying attention to the value that we're bringing to the conversation. Yeah. We, we bring value to something, but we treat it like it's not important enough to bring up later. Yeah. That, you know, that's a big part of the reason why we coach people to do things the way yeah. that we do is because it, it creates a value bond between you and them. 
Okay. Yeah. So let me give you let me give you a real life uh, a real life example. So uh, so one of our clients today, I said, hey, you're going to be on the. You, we had mastermind earlier today. I said, hey, you're going to be on the mastermind, and uh, and he said uh, he goes, no, I've got a. I'm actually meeting with a with an experienced agent today. He said, you know, I'm going to go do that, and I'll listen to the replay. And I'm like, oh, that's that that's so killer. And he goes, yeah, it's somebody that came to the it's somebody that came to the to the recent event that I've been trying to get in front of. So we're going to sit down and and talk about a you know talk about this and how it might make an impact on our business doing this. Yeah. I mean, how much easier of a conversation is that? Yeah. I mean, now you're talking about, of course, here's how my brokerage can help you. And here's how we can take your business to the next level. And yes, I hear that this is the problem you're having. And my gosh, I've got a solution for that. Absolutely. We want all of that to all of that to happen. But to be able to have that conversation built around value that you've already delivered. Yep. That's that gift that if, if, if you can bring it up, not to throw in somebody's face, but if you can just bring it up, it creates a common, comfortable conversation to have so that it makes it easier to move forward in the rest of the conversation. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, guys, I'm super comfortable in this conversation. And the reason I am is because uh, I can break more boards than Matt with my fist. <laughs> I just like throwing, you know, things that aren't true a little bit in the end. <laughs> Um, this is cause I like to win. Right. And so, but that's part of this podcast, right? Absolutely. We do this podcast for so many different reasons, but there's really one that stands out, Matt and tell them why that is. You know, master Pock used to take a piece of wood every now and again. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, the, the pieces of wood that are meant to break at test for kids are, you know, about an inch and a half wide or something like that. Yeah. And it's, it's shelving board and it's, you know, yeah. right. It is what it is. And, uh, but every now and again, you know, he would, uh, you know, there'd be a kid that was upset or something like that. And, uh, and, you know, I did a, a lot of board holding in my, in my life. I'm sure. Okay? And, uh, and so, uh, you know, we would, we would be standing there and the kid would be having a hard time or, or wouldn't be going and he was getting upset. And, and, you know, sometimes master Pac was just like, break the damn board. He wouldn't say damn, but he'd be like, break the damn board. And the kid would get scared and break the board. Other kids, you know, if he were to say that, and he knew that cause he was really good at this. He'd been doing it 850 years or however long he's been doing it. Yeah. You know, other kids, he knew that they would just they would just fall down, and the crowd would be in a different place with it, and all that kind of stuff. So I'd be standing there holding the board, and he'd walk up and pick up a board and just smack it on my forehead, break it over, <laughs> break it over my forehead while I'm standing there, while I'm standing there holding holding the board out. Right? Everybody absolutely loved that. Yeah. Right. The kid loved it. It took the tension off of it. Pack loved it because the grandmaster pack loved it because the, because the crowd loved it. The crowd loved it because the crowd loved it. Did and you every, love it? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it really wasn't bad. I mean, it was, it was fun. And I mean, he knew what he was doing. So, yeah. you know, he'd hit you in the right spot on the head and everything so that you wouldn't, you know, <laughs> but, uh, uh, so you wouldn't, uh, for the most part, you wouldn't notice. But, uh, and, and it's not like he picked up a two by four and hit you. Yeah, you know so what I'm of saying? Right. So he knew he knew what he was doing with all of that. But, uh, but my, my point on all of that is whenever it comes to breaking boards, you know, sometimes it just looks so simple. Yeah. Every time it takes commitment. Yes. Every time it takes commitment, you're just, it's just not going to happen without commitment. Right. And so that's the same thing we talk about all the time in, in, in all of this. You know, if, if we're talking about not giving up, 
It's about being committed to what, to what needs to happen and just sticking with it and doing the right thing over and over. And you're going to get those results that you want to get. Sometimes you end up with a little red dot on your forehead. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but the crowd loves it and everybody loves it. And in the end, the kid breaks the board. So everybody yeah. gets what they want, but everybody gets what they want. But sometimes it's just about being committed and getting through it. Yeah. I mean, that's because we want to be part of your win. How about that? Did I wrap that I like and put it. a bow on it? Yeah. yeah. I love it. See you All guys. Right. See you guys. Thank you.